the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's 4.04. This must be the place. Hey, uh, happy Monday to you. Thanks for coming along today, The Ride Home. Good to see you. Happy that uh, you were with us here as the sun sets. Kath, happy Monday to you. How are things? Thank you. Uh, Christmas is around the corner, just in case you weren't Mm -hmm. keeping up with things. How are you doing there? Uh, Well... My tree is up, but no decorations on it. That's okay. It's up. It's up with lights. It's more than half the battle. And there's no decorations. Um, I don't have a tree yet. Oh, you don't have a tree yet. Mm. It's coming. Well, I didn't have a tree at all last year. So. Right. So I understand We'll have that. a tree. We'll, we'll, we'll get it going. Yeah. But we're just a little <laughs> slow off the mark here. That's all. Well, it's hard. It's a lot, right? We had uh, Friday off, and I did... We- I did bake a voluminous. I did baked you? twenty-five dozen cookies. On what? Friday. Listen, you made twenty-five dozen cookies. It's not. That's not that. I mean, I know that's a lot of cookies, but that's not that. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not that. It's not as big of a deal as it sounds. No, no, it sounds like my bags of salt. <laughs> it does. It does right? sound a little bit. like It does sound like that. Salt. When I say you know, you know, six hundred pounds of salt. It sounds like, what? Really, what are you doing? You know, really the same kind of thing. Yeah. Two different sides of the coin. That's a that's good all. point. I think I'd rather have 25 dozen cookies and 600 bags, 600 pounds of salt. <laughs> Me I too. I like I've made out better in this Me deal than too. Me too, 100%. What the heck, yeah. Anyway, I tried a new cookie recipe mm. that tanked. Oh, Terrible. tanked. Terrible. You made a dozen of them or more uh, than a dozen? No, I made four dozen. Mm. Uh, that's rough. And they, they look beautiful mm-hmm. and they taste like absolutely nothing no kidding it's a t- it was such a stupid thing it what's was it called really, it's the cheesecake cookie because mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to combine cheesecake and cookie yeah tastes like it tastes it nothing nothing really? it's really stupid it's a dumb really dumb uh, recipe so total waste of calories Complete why would you even calories. bother yeah so mm-hmm. and so this is what i was thinking does mm-hmm. this sound terrible i thought Maybe I bring them in here to the station. No, do not. Don't do that. People do that all the time. We don't want them. This is not like the castaway kitchen here. I'm okay? just saying. I mean, I don't want them to go to waste. They're very pretty. <laughs> so what? Does that mean anything to you? Nothing. No. Don't right. do that. All right. I mean, no. I didn't bring them in. I thought I'd ask for it. I have I thought, a Christmas party on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, I was ready for tomorrow. <laughs> You can bring it in as your white elephant gift. Yeah, the mm. cookies that look pretty. Somebody and taste wins like nothing. four dozen. Mm-hmm. They don't taste bad. They just don't. There's taste. nothing there. There's just not. It's just like. No, don't do that. Okay. Maybe set them outside for like. For for the male animals. Or for. <laughs> for like the deer. I'll put them in my compost bin. Mm. No, I can't because there's oil in them. Okay. No, maybe like you know, like a stray animal would like. <laughs> I don't know. I made some. They probably would. I made right? them for my family, and now it's gotten to the level of well, maybe a stray animal. How about give them to Santa? Them. 
Sand will take them. That's a dumb recipe. Oh, sorry. sorry. Cheesecake cookies sound fabulous. All right. Sorry. We've made a quick detour there. As we always do, we get underway, uh, whether it's Monday or Friday. The top news stories for the day. Calf, please. The top four at four. For Monday, December 12th, 2022, number one, the U.S. Department of Energy said yesterday it would announce a major scientific breakthrough this week after media reported a federal laboratory had recently achieved a major milestone in nuclear fusion research. The Financial Times reported yesterday that scientists in the California-based Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory had achieved what they're calling, quote, a net energy gain from an experimental fusion reactor. That would represent the first time researchers have successfully produced more energy in a fusion reaction, the same type that powers the sun, than was consumed during the process, a potentially major step in the pursuit of zero carbon power. That is such a great story. Isn't it is it? a really it's change the world. Yeah, we're going to ask Hugh Ross about this mm-hmm. later in the program. Uh, Dr. Hugh Ross will be with us in the five o'clock hour, mm-hmm. and so we'll be asking him about this. Is since this is just kind of a, a latest story, we're going to be talking about the Shroud of Turin with him. But we're <laughs> hopefully going to keep an extra segment Throw in some and fusion ask him as well. About, First time in radio history, <laughs> two people talking about the about, Shroud of Turin and fusion. Yeah, there's so there's so much to, to talk about there. Anyway, it's from today's CBS News number two. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said at a Republican event in New York over the weekend that if she had organized the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, we would have won, quote, and it would have been armed, according to video from her appearance that was posted on social media and reported here from ABC News. Um, In a statement today, she said she was making a sarcastic joke and pushed back against criticism from the Biden administration. Number three. A brutal winter storm packing wind gusts of up to, wait for it, 80 miles per hour, was marching toward the nation's interior today, threatening to pound a swath of the nation with snow measured in feet and wind gusts that are crazy. Almost 15 million people in more than a dozen states faced foul weather warnings or watches on Monday, including places in Oregon, Nevada, Idaho, North and South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, and Nebraska. Then the system will stall across the Central Plains into Thursday, and that means the snow is going to get heavier and it's going to blow all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my family in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Yeah, what's it look like? They said, oh, it's a little bad. When when they say that... It's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's catastrophic. Yeah, they say, oh, it's a little bad. Yeah. And number four, Pittsburgh's Urban Redevelopment Authority has sold a dozen Hill District properties to a city-based firm that wants to build a $3.4 million development with affordable housing, restaurants, and gallery space. The URA board voted unanimously to sell the properties to a Pittsburgh-based studio, Volsi. Um, The development plans called Rhythm Square include gallery space, a micro-restaurant space. What's that? I don't know what Hot that would stand. be. Would that be migrant live workspace and affordable housing? Uh, the project also received five hundred thousand dollar grant through the Federal Home Loan Bank Board, and that is your top four at four for a hot dog stand. So micro restaurant. I mean, I've been to. <laughs> I've, I used to eat on the street corner. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to a restaurant. Instead of a bag of chips and a coke. I'd, I is that a food truck? Is that I, the new name for a food truck, micro-restaurant? Some guy's got a Hot Pocket. You know, he's selling out of the, the trunk. Maybe a Hot Pocket is a micro-restaurant. Yeah, it could be, right? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Put it on your engine and warm it up there. 
That's fine. All right. We have a terrific show coming up today. So happy you're along for this Monday. Coming up next, our good friend Greg Clugston, live from the White House. We'll talk about the latest this week in the nation's capital. And uh, the aforementioned Shroud of Turin. Yeah, that conversation will be coming up in the 5 o'clock hour with Dr. Hugh Ross. Mm -hmm. A little shopping, uh, things on our list. And some nuclear fusion. Mm -hmm. All that ahead. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Dunk. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar Cheesecake or Filled Chocolate Log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. We go now to the White House where Greg Cluxton is with us every Monday at this time. Greg Cluxton is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, hope it was a good weekend for you. It was, John. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you for being here, Greg. Always a pleasure. Happy to see you, Greg. Um, 
so the prisoner swap has happened. Uh, Brittany Griner uh, back in the U.S. Paul Whelan uh, remaining behind, still imprisoned in Russia. Also, Mark Fogel, a local Pittsburgher here, a history teacher who's mm-hmm. been there since 2021. Uh, what do we know, Greg? Right. Well, of course, the announcement came late last week from from the White House, and uh, Brittany Griner is back in the United States. She was exchanged in this one-for-one prisoner swap with a convicted Russian uh, weapons arms dealer, uh, Victor Boot. And uh, he had already served uh, 12-plus years uh, in a sentence. He was going to be uh, imprisoned here in the U.S. for another, I believe, seven years or about seven years. And so uh, that swap meant that he he left prison early. Uh, as you might expect, there was a, a lot of you know rejoicing that an American who was held overseas was returned to U.S. soil, uh, and that is the case. Although these questions, um, I mean, these situations often bring up pretty tricky questions for administrations, whether they're Republican presidents or Democratic presidents, in terms of how you go about uh, negotiating with other countries, in this in this case with Russia. And and how do you go about deciding what is a a legitimate and a fair deal? Mm-hmm. Now the White House uh, went asked about Paul Whelan, who had been and is in Russia, has been there going on four years now, as opposed to nine months for Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard questions asked about why why is Whelan still there? And the White House response is that Russia is categorizing or referring to the Whelan case differently than any of the other cases. And so that uh, essentially Whalen, uh, a Whalen release deal was not on the table last week. Interesting. You know, just as a side note, I'm and reading about uh, Brittany Griner as she walks out of a Russian prison and then gets in a plane and flies home. Uh, someone said, uh, you know, as part of the entourage, she was extremely talkative. She really wanted to have deep conversations. She said, I've been stuck in a Russian prison for 10 months. Please speak English with me. So you can imagine the joy of being released. Whatever your politics are, someone out of prison coming home, they've got to be super happy. Absolutely. And it, that is absolutely the case when uh, when Americans, whether they're missionaries, whether they're, uh, you know, former uh, former military that are working as contractors or in this case, uh, a two time Olympic gold medalist basketball player. I mean, uh, we've had people uh, from all walks of life that have been detained for various reasons. Yep. Um, yet the sticky questions remain. There have been there has been the criticism, of course, that uh, the U.S. released someone uh, who was seen as much as far more dangerous and still potentially da- dangerous, not just to, to the U.S., but U.S. interests around the world, yep. uh, as opposed to uh, a minor infraction involving these vaping cartridges that uh, Griner had in, when she traveled to Russia. So those questions are going to remain. But the bottom line from at least the White House perspective is there was an opportunity to bring an American home and the president decided it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly see it that way as well. But you know what I was thinking over the weekend, Greg? I was thinking about, you know, there are families who uh, have lost loved ones, countless families who've lost loved ones because that arms dealer has done what he's done over that many decades let loose in the world. And it just it brings to mind that when Americans travel overseas, especially to a place like Russia, they have got to be more aware of where they're going. And what they can and cannot do. I mean, I'm very happy Brittany Griner's back, but to get her back, that you pay, could, you, you pay a serious price for that. Sure. And I think this is probably a wake up call for a lot of professional athletes uh, in particular, because a lot of athletes from the United States 
will uh, play on teams and get hired by international clubs. Uh, they do a lot of international travel. They're based overseas. And so her case certainly has caught their attention. That's right. Well, we live in a celebrity-obsessed media culture, and uh, certainly uh, Brittany Griner being a celebrity was sort of the uh, the shoe to make uh, everything work forward. We're talking with uh, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, so uh, winter looks like it's upon us, and with uh, winter, there will be a rise in numbers of COVID. Talk to us about uh, Congress and the Pentagon and COVID. Well, it's interesting because Congress right now, lawmakers are at their year-end mad dash to approve budgeting uh, and funding, uh, in particular, a a defense authorization bill. It's an annual budget for the Pentagon, and uh, that's being debated on Capitol Hill right now. There are a lot of lawmakers, uh, especially Republicans, who would like to rescind the military's COVID vaccine mandate Mm -hmm. for members of the military. The Pentagon does not think it's a good idea. The White House does not think it's a good idea to get to get rid of this mandate just yet. But this is a bargaining chip right now in this budget debate going on in Congress. And so what's interesting is it's already been a part of um, uh, this package of discussion. The White House says it it opposes rescinding it, but the White House won't say if the president would veto what obviously is a very important uh, piece of legislation, funding for the Pentagon and the United States military. So we're, we're keeping a close eye on, on what happens. The White House points out that every year, these large budget bills, there are going to be components, elements of those of, of that legislation that the White House doesn't necessarily agree with, but the president still signs it. Mm-hmm. That might be the case again this time, but we have to wait and see. Well, it's a sticky issue, Greg, because um, in, in many of the, all, I'm sure all of the branches of the military, thousands of military service men and women were dismissed because they refused to get a COVID shot. And so now to sort of do a blanket and say, we're going to do this all. Meanwhile, you know, careers and lives have been disrupted. It's a thorny issue, I'm sure, for the Biden administration and for those leaders in all branches of the military. Yeah, it's it's more than just an issue of of money being approved for spending by by lawmakers. But it, to your point, John, it goes to speak to the uh, to all of the people that have been affected by this. And of course, there have been uh, much lauded by the administration and Pentagon religious exemptions available for members of the military. Yet a lot of those exemption requests have either been ignored or have been forestalled for months and months and months. And so uh, there are a lot of people that have been affected by this. You're right. Greg Luxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, Greg, let's talk. I can't believe I have to say let's talk about the 2024 presidential election because that's just I mean, I can't. We're just in a never ending election cycle. Um, but the president's yeah. age is something that's not going away as far as an issue goes. Not getting man, younger. Neither are any of us. Um, but what are yeah. Democrats saying about the president being the age he is? Well, there are any number of polls uh, of of voters of all political stripes, including Democrats, but of Democrats asked if they want Biden to run for reelection. And still, there's a sizable number of self-identifying Democratic voting Americans that are not in favor of Biden running for reelection. And what's interesting about the age issue right now is that there is this new national survey released by the AP VoteCast uh, as part of a sweeping uh, national survey they did following the midterm elections. And so we're, we're getting some of this data over the last few days. And the, and the latest to come out is that young voters have become less enthusiastic about Democrats 
not just in this last election cycle, but since at least 2018. So in 2018, uh, voters 18 to 29 years old uh, voted for Democrats nationwide 64 percent of the time. And then in 2020, it dropped to 61 percent. And in last month, it dropped down to 53 percent. And that's an interesting um, dilemma for uh, the, the, the Democratic Party, which rely is going to be relying on younger voters, especially in that 2024 presidential election. And it's worth pointing out that when we vote on Election Day or leading up to Election Day in two years for president of the United States, Joe Biden is going to be just a few weeks shy of turning 82 years old. Mm-hmm. So where did those voters go? Um, those 18 to 28s, did they vote Republican? Did they vote independent? Did they not vote? Do you know? Yeah, even yeah, even though the Democrats have lost um, increasing percentage of these younger voters, uh, Democrats uh, still in this last cycle did outperform Republicans across the board by a few percentage points. Uh, it looks as if uh, they either did not vote in the midterm elections or they uh, they have gone independent. And so that's uh, that's a trend that is also happening across the country. I wonder if common sense, I mean, to me, it just feels like a common sense issue. I mean, 82 is 82. And not to yeah, say that you're not really on top of your game at 82. Right. But for the but most maybe part. maybe you might not be on top of your game to be president. I don't think so. I wonder what, you know, the average age of a you know corporate CEO is, man or woman, to consider, you know, you've got work to do on a high level. 82 seems to be sort of, you know, on the downward trend, and especially yeah. if you serve four years, you're going to be 86 years old as you end your presidency. That's really old. <laughs> right? It's old. Sure. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it, it is. And I'm sure that, it, it, of course, depending on who Republicans decide to nominate, that will determine how much of a big deal they make out of Biden's age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to have somebody in there, 50, somebody, well, right? I don't know. Do do we see anybody coming up who's ageism? You know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be like an ageist or something like that, right? But does it make sense to you? <laughs> I guess it does. Yeah. yeah, it does. But here's the thing: I don't. Would you be excited to have somebody who was 35 be president? As a 35 or an 82 year old, I choose. Go oh, for see, I never would. I choose the 82 over the 35. I'm not so sure. No. It's, it's all individual, but still, okay. 82 is old. Great, great questions with us. Yes. <laughs> White House correspondent. Aren't you glad we invited you into our conversation, Greg? Just listening to Always John, glad to be here. John and you, I Greg. argue about it. What's going on at Boeing? Um, tell us what the story is there. I, I don't know if you saw this. No, this happened uh, after we talked last Monday. I think it happened last Tuesday uh, at a factory, Boeing factory north of Seattle. The last Boeing 747 rolled oh, off yeah. of the assembly line. It's a long and it run. And it was in the news headlines. And, and I bring it up uh, today because it's interesting because obviously uh, over the last 50-some years of the life of the Boeing 747 jumbo jet, it was not only a cargo plane and a passenger plane, but obviously has served as the presidential aircraft yeah. that we know yeah. as Air Force One. Yeah. And uh, there are two two uh, identical planes, two 747s that uh, serve as the, the largest of that presidential aircraft fleet. And what's interesting is even though the 747 was stopped being made as of last week, the, the next generation of Air Force One uh, later this decade is still going to be a 747 because those, those planes have already been physically built 
but they are oh. currently being modified for presidential use and travel, and they're still a few years away from being delivered to the Air Force, but it'll still be a 747. Excellent. Oh, interesting. I like it. I mean, I like, you've flown on 747s, haven't yep. you? It always feels good. Yep. Like, you know, it's, so, it's such an iconic. Yeah. Remember when they first rolled out, there was a big deal made about spiral staircases. Oh, yeah. I remember like, that, whoa, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Right. All and I, I believe it was the first aircraft to have two uh, passenger aisles down. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you know, in the seating in the seating area. Yeah. It's a massive. Airplane. That's a big plane. When you're <laughs> sure on one, is. that is a big, big plane. Yep. All right, yeah. Greg. Um, one last question before you leave us. Um, we had the day off on Friday, and I made twenty five dozen cookies. Uh, one of wow. which, well, one of which was a disaster. It's nothing to brag about. I promise you. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite Christmas cookie? Is there something that you're particularly looking forward to? And should I add it to my roster? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Christmas yeah, cookie. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint you by not having a specific name. But I have a colleague in our SRN newsroom in Washington who every year faithfully brings in a. a a varied selection, a wonderful selection mm. from a good cookie plate. the kitchen from his wife. His yeah. wife makes them. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know what the names of these are, but they are, they're exquisite and they're just fantastic. And of course, anything with chocolate, I'm usually game for. Okay. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that is very nonspecific, but. But he's a cookie fan. He is a cookie fan. So I feel like maybe, maybe I should let him try that cookie I made that was tasted like nothing. No, no. I invested oh all this time in this beautiful, beautiful cookie and it ta- it had like no flavor Don't and nothing. No, no. And then I gave Wait, it to my was husband. Was it colorful? No. Well, it was, it was the no. cheesecake cookie because who doesn't think that cheesecake and cookie combined uh, would sure. be good. Yeah. And it it just was, was nothing there, Greg. That's a great. Yeah, sorry, sorry for that. You know, I have to say, just to be a little bit more specific, and this might be boring in some people's minds, but you know, the classic sugar cookie at yes. Christmas time. It's with, a great. I mean, that's not boring. It's hard no. to beat. Yeah, it is hard. To part beat. of it is because we only have it once a year. Usually. Exactly. Yeah. No. How about the little lady locks things? The little. See, I don't. I'm not Are wild about me? those. I could inject those into my arm. Seriously, I love those things so much. Exactly. Here it I'm is. Like, you know, talk about basic. The peanut butter thing with the... With I don't the, like that. Yes, That's horrible. That's my that least favorite cookie. One. No, it's a great one. Greg Tiebreaker. The little Hershey Kiss cookie or no? Yeah. yeah yes! Like no, it's not good. Come on. Thank you, no, no. Greg. It's not good. One no. week from today, we hear the White House Christmas poem. Can't wait. Greg. Well, yeah, the White House Christmas poem, Greg. Okay, looking forward to that. Thanks a lot. Talk to you then. All right. Hey, looking forward. Week. Yeah, okay. Greg Clarkson, uh, every year, he writes a Christmas poem, and then he performs it in front of the Washington Press Corps from the basement of the White House. They do a potluck dinner. He'll join us next week again to unveil the 2022 edition of the White House Christmas Poem. Greg Clarkson, SRN News. My grandma is one of my heroes, and one thing we did together was Bob Barker and The Price is Right. Grandma knew the cost of everything, but here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car. Uh, those are definitely two forty nine. Ah, oh, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments of nineteen ninety nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the cost of everything is crazy. And the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive, and that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a once in a lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned. To help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. 
United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Did you know there's physical evidence for the birth of Christ as told in the Bible? Your friends at cybercoins.net can help you keep Christ in Christmas this year with gifts of authentic coins left behind by the wise men, King Herod, and a special prophetic coin that bore witness to the coming star of Bethlehem. Visit our store in Dormont or shop online at cybercoins.net to see a museum-quality display of authentic coins that were eyewitness to the events of the nativity. C-Y-B-E-R-C-O-I-N-S dot net. The students and staff at Trinity Christian School would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The birth of our Savior is truly something to celebrate, something to share. It's also a time to find rest, to be with the people we love, to remember those we miss, and anticipate good things to come. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. He is here with you, always. From your friends at Trinity Christian School. When Joy became a Christian, her husband contemplated divorce. I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and um, guide my heart to live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ. Hi, I'm Jim Daly. Help us strengthen hurting marriages and give families hope. Donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash family, and your gift will be doubled. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, becoming partly cloudy with a low 24. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy with a low 24. Wednesday, some sun then turning cloudy with a high of 40, and Thursday cloudy and breezy with rain showers and a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. A court in Canada, specifically out of Quebec, has agreed to move forward with a class action lawsuit brought by parents of, of teenage boys who claim that Epic Games, which manufactures a game called Fortnite, is addictive. Addictive so much so that their children, young boys and girls, of course teenagers as well, uh, don't eat, don't sleep, don't shower, don't study. All they do is play the game Fortnite. The court concludes that there is a serious issue to be argued, supported by sufficient and specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of Fortnite, Fortnite, so says the Canadian court. An attorney from the firm of Epic Games uh, likened, uh, has rejected their likening that this is a same claim as tobacco users filed decades ago, that the game itself is intentionally addictive. Fortnite says, you know, uh, we are uh, uh, having controls 
uh, purchases and time frames that allow you to stop playing the game. It's up to the parents to decide what is appropriate for their own child. Quote, the court finds that there is no evidence for these allegations of the deliberate creation of an addictive game. This does not exclude the possibility that the game is in fact addictive and that its designers and distributors are presumed to know it. So, Multiple families in Quebec have moved forward on this claim, and uh, there'll be a court sometime in 2023, a court date set in 2023. What do you think? Your kids don't play video games. No. I hesitate to say that I'm on Fortnite's side, which is a wretched place to be, because uh, I hate video games. I My really kids play do. Fortnite. I really do. But uh, Have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen it. But I have no, que- I have no doubt it's addictive. So is Netflix. Yeah. Uh, poison, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there are addictive behaviors all around us, at, at you know, all the time, and I don't think it's the same as tobacco. I don't think it's the same as opioids right. or heroin or something like that. I think, especially if you have parental control, yeah, so I mean, you say you got an hour or two to play exactly. this game, and you can't play it at all during the week. But on the weekends, I'm going to give you this thing. I mean, if, if your kid's up at 3 a.m. playing a video game, that's on you. Right. That's I feel like if the parents are bringing the lawsuit, the first question is, what are you doing yeah. to make sure that your kids aren't doing Like, get ready. If it's that bad. Get rid of it. Get rid of your TV. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your computer. I mean, I know that sounds I could never get rid of my TV. Look, if it's that big of a problem where you feel like the health of your child is imperiled, throw your TV out. Yeah. Do I agree. what you have to do to to. You know, not play the game. I'm glad that the the court took this case because you'll be able to hear b- arguments on either side, right? Someone's going to make a ruling uh, whether the validity of this is addictive or not. It's probably just the first throw and probably a long line. This is a Canadian court. Wait till it hits the United States. It's surprising it hasn't hit the United States, considering how litigious of a society we are. Mm-hmm. Do you like video games? Uh, I don't play. I played, whenever they first came out, I played a, a lot. Uh, but now, uh, who's got the time? I know. It's yeah. a problem, right? Okay. Coming up next, we're going to talk about um, the Bible's view of health and wellness. Does that make us kind of obsessed with ourselves, or does it make us look outward? We'll talk about that next to Amy Julia Becker, the Monday edition. You're on the ride home. WORD. In the battle for America's Christian values, Charlie Kirk and TPUSA Faith have stood strong, helping equip, engage, and empower generations of Americans to defend their faith. We're in a fight to save our country. Now they need your support, covering the cost of resources. And thanks to a generous 75K match, your best gift will be doubled. Doubled. Help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Make your gift online at wordfm.com slash faith. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 
844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Canoli, Karen Sheard, and Jacqueline Carr. Featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir. Along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. Of course, the Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. However, in Christendom across the millennia, we, like the rest of society, look at people who are not like us and go, hmm. Is there, there's something wrong there? How can we make that better? Or are they outcasts? Is somehow they're different than us, so they're less than us? Amy Julia Becker is back with us. She's been a guest on a, a regular guest on our show over many, many years. She writes on personal, spiritual, and social healing. She's the author of several excellent books, including To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. And she wrote a piece uh, in this month's edition of Christianity Today, Not the Healthy, But the Sick. And she's here to talk to us about that today. Amy Julia, welcome back. Hope you're well. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So it's been 17 years, you write in this article. Uh, you were 20 weeks pregnant with your first baby, who uh, we now know as Penny. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about what that experience was like. Yeah, well, when I was 20 weeks pregnant with Penny, yes, first pregnancy, first baby, um, we did have a uh, level two ultrasound because I'd had a prenatal test that told me we had a higher than expected chance of having a baby with Down syndrome. But then during the ultrasound, the technician said this child does not have Down syndrome. And we found out that we were having what she proclaimed as a healthy baby girl. And then on December 30th, 2005, uh, that's uh, Penny's birthday, she came into the world. And a couple hours later, the doctor said, we do suspect that she has Down syndrome. And indeed, she does have Down syndrome. Uh, And so there really was this um, disconnect between what happened in that ultrasound room with this pronouncement of a healthy baby girl and then the doctors telling us that Penny had Down syndrome. And it began a journey for me of asking questions that have continued to this day about what do we really mean when we say someone or something is healthy? And and especially from a spiritual or Christian perspective, what does it mean to be healthy? Right. So uh, in our conversations, and of course I was reading your writing, uh, to to say that healthy, uh, that uh, 
that your Penny is healthy is an understatement. She's a very healthy child, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Um, Certainly in some of the conventional ways that I and we use the word healthy in the sense that she actually never stays home from school sick. She has actually pretty strong immune system. But that's not true for a lot of people with Down syndrome and obviously with other disabilities and chronic illnesses and the like. But what has been challenging in a good way for me is to recognize that that's not necessarily the way that the biblical writers would talk about health. Um, And I have a friend who's a writer named Adam Brock, who also has a son with Down syndrome. And uh, his son has had a lot more, actually, the dad's name is Brian Brock. Adam is his son. Adam has had a lot more health complications, a lot more opportunities, unfortunately, to be in the hospital than Penny has. And yet Brian says that Adam is the healthiest person he knows because Brian is the person who is the most intimately connected to God in a day-by-day, moment-by-moment way. And so Brian has started to redefine an understanding of health that begins with our spiritual connection to God and our ability to be present in love to other people. And it's not that he wouldn't include the physical state of our bodies in a conception of health. He just would make it bigger and would also say that the community and the relationships are the primary measure of health. Mm, yeah. Okay. Really so good. yeah, I agree with that. And I think that that's borne out in countless lives that I've mm-hmm. come in contact with for sure. But how would that be encouraged? And I was going to say, how would it be assessed? But I don't mm-hmm. really know if that's our job, but how would it be encouraged? I mean, if health means more than your, you know, how high your blood pressure is or whether you have cancer or not or whatever, how how would we look at such a thing and promote it? Yeah, I mean, the irony is that when we are connecting spiritually and relationally in healthy ways with God and with other people, it often does do things like lower our blood pressure, you know, they do mm-hmm. actually go together. But I think the measurements, I think we have a lot of actually like spiritual practices. So forgiveness would be one, right? The um, ability to issue, offer forgiveness, and ask for forgiveness as a way of reconnecting to God and to other people. So that would be one kind of healthy practice. Generosity and hospitality are others. Hospitality, the root of the word, actually, hospital, um, even hints at this connection between being with and among other people and health. Because when we are in community, and, you know, hospitality is different than entertaining people, right? It's like actually welcoming people in as they are and saying the purpose of this gathering is not uh, that we look good or impress each other or even eat amazing food, but actually that we are in loving relationship together and that you know you are welcomed and belong here. So I think the practices of hospitality, generosity, forgiveness, even Sabbath as a practice, um, which is meant to be done in community, and that's a practice, again, of celebration and restoration. Uh, I mean, the physical act of rest can restore us to health, but so does that connection to God and to one another. I'm talking with Amy Julia Becker. She's a writer, a podcaster. Her latest book is called To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. We're talking about Amy Julia's daughter, Penny. And, and Amy Julia, you write in the piece that you wrote for CT, Not the Healthy But the Sick, that uh, last year you went to a Hope Heals camp mm. with uh, Penny. Talk to us about that. What's what the experience is like and what you learn when you go there. 
Yeah, well, it's a beautiful experience, and we've now been twice um, as a family as volunteers at this camp, which is a camp for families who are affected by disability. And there are about 400 people who are there total with a range of conditions and a range of ages. So you have, you know, infants who have had a diagnosis of some sort of disability. Um, you've got adults who've had strokes. You've got everything in between. And so um, at that camp, there really is a um, – it's really modeled after the image in Luke chapter 14 of the banquet at the wedding feast of the Lamb, just that sense of uh, – everyone being invited to the table together to feast as they are. And so there is a sense of celebration and of honoring people in their bodies, minds, and spirits as we come together in that place. And, you know, there's a spa day, there are date nights for the um, parents of kids who often have such, you know, complex needs that those parents are working really hard all the time uh, to love their kids. There's so many beautiful things um, and just special moments, but really I think what makes that such a healthy place, even in the midst of lots of medical equipment, is that sense of connection to God and that sense of welcome and belonging one to another. Amy Julia Becker is with us. Um, she's the author of To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. Um, Amy, Julia, before you leave us, uh, I was thinking about people listening to the program who maybe have just gotten um, a diagnosis of Down syndrome for their child mm. or maybe a potential diagnosis for a child that's still in utero or it's a niece or a nephew or something. And with any, uh, you know, I've never been in that situation, but all of us know that when a diagnosis comes, that that those first days or weeks is so terrifying because you can imagine all sorts of things um, and what it's going to be like. Um, so was that the same way for you? And what would you say to someone who's just entering into this phase? Yeah, for me, you know, it was a postnatal diagnosis, but there's some similar emotional experiences that I have found in talking to women, um, friends, and just people over the years, which is an experience of a whole range of emotions, grief and fear being, I think, really the primary ones. Um, what I can say is that for me, I also did experience a tremendous amount of love. I was able to hold Penny in my arms, which is perhaps one of the advantages of not knowing about her diagnosis ahead of time, although there are other reasons why I think it can be helpful to have a prenatal diagnosis. But um, what that meant was we had an opportunity, which took, honestly, for me, a very long time, but an opportunity to really ask the question of whether that love would be stronger than the fear. Uh, and, and in the end, yes, it was. But I think what I would say to women who are in the midst of that grief and that fear is that it won't last forever, but you also are not uh, – you don't need to blame yourself for feeling that right now. And, in fact, let a community come around you. I felt – for a couple of months that I couldn't even pray. It was just too tender and too raw. And I really, the one thing I felt like I heard from God in that time was, you don't need to pray right now. You can let other people do that for you. It was really this time, this experience of healthy community, of letting a community of people carry me to Jesus because I couldn't go there myself. And I would hope that other women who find themselves in that situation know that they're not alone and that it, it, it does not depend upon them to even make it through 
those hard emotions, but that they ultimately will be able to come to a place of um, love and peace um, and and really delight in their child. Amen. Amy, Julia, all all these years you've been such an advocate for people who are all over the spectrum on health and wellness. And uh, before you leave us, talk to our guests about your Love is Stronger podcast. Yeah, so I do have a podcast called Love is Stronger Than Fear, which I just kind of mentioned that concept came and where that concept came from. I talked to a whole range of people, some of whom are very much in the disability community, others who are writing about or thinking about chronic illness um, or pain, and others who are really just um, writing about some of the social injustices and the pain that we feel in our divided society. Um, Some people who are talking about church hurt, all sorts of different um, people who are thinking about the hurt, but also the the potential for healing on a personal, social, and spiritual level. Wonderful. Amy, always a pleasure to have you with us. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Oh, thank you. So nice to be with you both. Always great. Thank you so much. Amy Julia Becker, uh, she's a writer, a podcaster. To be made well, an invitation to wholeness, healing, and hope. It's her latest work. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, the Golden Globes were announced today. Does that make any difference to you? Do you care? We'll talk I'm about interested. it. interested. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day whether it's providing emergency nutrition or protecting children fleeing from the war in Ukraine or a child in need in any of the other 120 countries around the world where Save the Children works, your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at savechildrentoday.org. MyPillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas, you made My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, any and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need, and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 
Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Well, if Christmas is here, then the award season can't be far behind. Uh, today, the Golden Globes were announced, the uh, the nominees. And uh, I don't know, considering what happened last year with the Golden Globes, there was some sort of brouhaha about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, there were, there were only white people involved in the selection process. And then there was... There were issues about, you know, tawdry dalliances. And <laughs> I mean, it's Hollywood. It's a family so show. So why do you even care? I mean, you know, details, but. but okay. So the, the only thing that what I like about the award season is you kind of go, oh, there's some good things that I may have missed seeing. So yeah. I kind of use those, right. those lists as a springboard. Right. I agree. Right. Okay. So tell me. So the first thing is I know Avatar was nominated and the commercial for the latest Avatar yeah. is on uh, television at every... Co- Stupid. Oh, I haven't seen it. T- oh my gosh! During every football game, yeah. it drives me out of my mind. I have zero interest in seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the uh, preview in theaters. The James Cameron. It's supposed to be like uh, astounding. Now, the first Avatar, I was kind of like, I don't even Meh, care. Big nothing burger. Want, but I that surprises me because you like the Marvel stuff, and this is Mar- kind of no, it's well, not. Marvel stuff has humans in it. Well, this is not. Right? I, I don't know. I, uh, forget uh, it. Reserve judgment. Anyway, best motion picture, uh, Avatar, Elvis. Yeah. The Fablemans. Yeah, which you loved. Uh-huh. Tar. Yeah, which you also loved. And uh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. So I've seen I everything see. but Avatar. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, does it really matter? I mean, yeah. okay. Well, how, okay, about, so to, uh, how okay. about TV? Yeah, tell uh, me about TV. You're big on the TV much yeah. more. Best TV series drama. Yeah. Better Call Saul. Okay. The Crown. Okay. House of the Dragon. I don't even know that. Ozark. Oh, that's too much for me. <clears throat> Severance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Severance yeah. deserves every accolade and more. Okay. Um, see, the Golden Globes kind of run a variety of stuff. They do films and television. Right. That's what I like about right? it. I mean, it's it's kind of a, and plus they do you know broadcast and cable. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, best actor in a TV series drama. Okay, tell me. Jeff Bridges, the old man. Listen. How great is he in that He's show? He's great, but the series is kind of like leaves you wanting. You kind of it, it ends after six episodes, and you go. But there's supposed to be a season two, right? Is that I don't know. It can't end like that. It's a weird ending. I don't know. It's kind of like they just sort of walked away. And John Lithgow won uh, or is nominated for best supporting, which is weird. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, so best uh, actor in a TV series: Jeff Bridges, the old man; Kevin Costner, Yellowstone, which I've never seen. I mean, it's like you know everyone's sort of sweetheart drama, right? Yeah, America. you haven't seen it either. I've not. No, I don't, it was on Paramount, how about, but now it's on other platforms. How about the prequel that's starring Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford? Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. What the heck? Uh, Diego Luna, uh, best uh, actor in a TV series. For what? Uh, Andor. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is. Bob Onderic for Better Call Saul. Okay. And uh, Adam Scott in <gasps> Severance. In Severance. Uh-huh. He was outstanding. Okay, best TV series, Abbott Elementary. It's so good. The Bear. Don't know it. Hacks. Never saw that. Only Murders in the Building. Outstanding. And Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday is the Addams Family I've thing. I've not seen any of them. You know what Wednesday is, though? No. It's like the Addams Family reboot. I haven't seen any of them. 
Um, let's see what else. Uh, best limited TV series, Blackbird. Oh, you lo- you I, love that. Or, I, well, well I, yeah, yeah, can maybe, you say you yeah, love that? That's no, pretty rough, right? right? Um, <laughs> uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Oh my! That's on everybody's how list. Could that, how could that? It's on everybody's list. Because you know, I mean, I it's like have, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, that shouldn't gee, have been made. Yeah, yeah. The dropout. Okay. I, I don't know. Pam and Tommy. Can you imagine? No, 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 I I don't need to know anything. No, I could care less. Right, and the White Lotus. White Lotus. I watched an episode of that. I'm kind of the same. Did you see it? No. I am clearly not old enough to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. that's rough. <laughs> See, a lot of it's rough to that's me. That's rough. I can't. Right? I, I, mean, I can't uh, do that. There's just too much I'm going to go. I could skip a lot of that. I mean, uh, best foreign language film. This is oh, okay. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I heard that. That's that, Netflix. Yeah. I, I heard a lot heard of it's it. a massacre fest. Yeah. Um, Argentina 1985. It's an Argentinian film. Okay. Uh, a Belgian film called Close. A South Korean film called Decision to Leave, and a film from India called RRR. Okay, I mean, I love foreign films. Okay, how about Best Original Song Motion Picture? Um, Caroline, Carolina by Taylor Swift, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. Ciao, Papa, uh, Pinocchio. We're going to see that on Thursday. Pinocchio. Okay. Hold My Hand, Lady Gaga from Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up, Rihanna um, from Black Panther. And not to, not to uh, from RRR. I don't know that. All right. Um, are you going to watch the Golden Globes? Oh, yeah, I'll watch them. Nah. I do. I, really? I do watch them. I know. It's like I need more in my life. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the House GOP will subpoena intelligence officials who signed a Hunter Biden letter. Bernie Bennett with details. Presumptive House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he plans to subpoena intelligence officials who signed a letter saying a New York Post story about Hunter Biden might be disinformation. The story has been in the news recently as part of the, quote, Twitter files that allegedly show how the platform censored some information that could benefit conservatives and hurt liberals. More than 50 former intelligence officials, including former CIA directors John Brennan and James Clapper, signed a letter in 2020 saying they didn't have evidence to definitively call the New York Post story untrue. McCarthy said of the signatories that he'll subpoena them before a committee when the GOP takes control of the House in the next Congress. Bernie Bennett, Washington. The stocks are higher. The Dow up 296 points down. The Nasdaq ahead 62. This is SRN News. Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. Their expert in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. That hailstorm really did some damage to the house, honey. I know, and so close to Christmas. What are we going to do? Well, you know, our neighbor Eric said Bachman's Roofing helped him with his insurance claim and walked him through each step of the process. Maybe we should call them, too. Eric's wife did say Bachman's are local storm experts. Can we ask them about saving with solar roofing? I think that's a great idea. Call Bachman's Roofing and Solar at 412-744-8390 or go to pittsburgh.bachman.com. When Carrie learned of her husband's affair, she felt betrayed by God. She lost hope until she heard a Focus on the Family podcast. It was just kind of like God was sitting there with me, bringing this podcast to me and saying, listen, other people have gone before you and it'll be okay. You can trust me. I'm Jim Daly. Help us rescue broken marriages and give families hope. Donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash family, and your gift will be doubled. Alistair Begg is leading a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise August of 2023, and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered, where he shared the gospel along historic cliffside villages. Renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. For details, simply call 855-565-5519 or log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. Tonight, becoming partly cloudy with a low 24. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy with a low 24. Wednesday, some sun, then turning cloudy with a high of 40. And Thursday, cloudy and breezy with rain showers and a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Monday edition. I guess the sun has set, has it? And winter, it feels like it's going to come a little closer to us. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like, uh, I think the high on Thursday is... 39? Yeah, or maybe even less than that. Anyway, <laughs> which means the low is going to be difficult to take. It's coming. You know it is. That's fine. All right. Uh, I'm always interested to see how mainstream secular media looks at the church. Right. I mean, yeah, me too. We're ensconced clearly in you know in Christian media in many ways. But uh, I, I saw a piece uh, that was published today uh, by NPR. Now NPR sort of they'll always do an audio report, and then they'll do you know the sort of the print version as well. And the headline is as attendance dips. Churches change to stay relevant for a new wave of worshipers. Now, in conjunction with that, earlier today I was reading that they said the church attendance, the pandemic notwithstanding, has essentially bottomed out as far back as 2017 with the rise and then the stability of the nuns. 
The N-O-N-E-S. Yes. Of those who call themselves religiously unaffiliated, that it's bottomed out at 2017. And Pew says that church membership is on a slight, uh, I'm sorry, not church membership, but belief is on a slight rise as it was when it hit bottom in 2017. Now, of course, church membership and belief are two different things. Right, and one doesn't necessarily follow the other, sadly. Right. So the thrust of this NPR article is that they're saying that people are going to alternative forms of worship. And they they focus early on on um, a black Baptist church in Knoxville, Tennessee. And... Um, they talked to the mostly men who are attending this church. It's called Battlefield Farm and Garden. That's the name of the church? Yes. Mm-hmm. They grow vegetables, sell them at farmer's markets. They also collect unsold produce from around the city, deliver it to people in public housing once a week. Um, the members generally say this, that they left the traditional church because they were not connecting with people. They were turned off by the sermons the pitches for money, the Sunday morning formality of it all. So uh, they're talking to a guy here. Uh, his name's Chris Battle. He says, uh, maybe we need to begin to do church differently. But what does that look like? And I didn't know until I got to the garden. Um, he said that um, we sit around and we sort things out around a campfire Sunday morning. And he said it you know, varies from you know, Sunday to Sunday, of course, 50 people, sometimes 100 people, sometimes more around a fire pit. And there is a, a, a pastor who leads the worship. I was going to say, is there worship? Or? There is worship. Okay. There is a flow to it. There is, you know, you know, this is how this works. We're okay. going to sit down. Some like a liturgy you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But it's there's an informality to it. And it feels as though even though there is a leader, that there are other people who are invited to chime in and get on the sort of merry-go-round and speak their piece okay. and engage. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, right? Something kind of different. Um Seven out of ten Americans attended church at least once a year in 2020. Seven out of ten. Okay. What? I'm surprised by that. That seems like an awful lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, once a year, though. That means yeah. they showed up for the Christmas Eve service Maybe or so, Easter right? or something. Yeah. Okay. So they're offering you know, these different sort of spiritual communities. Uh, they also feature a, a church, uh, Marble City United Methodist Church, also in Knoxville. So the report comes out of Knoxville, where it's people who get together and it's interdenominational what's your thought on that so that so they're saying it, it, it's jews muslims and christians who all get together for the express purpose of and this is in quotes worshiping and experiencing god okay i am thrilled with doing any interdenominational stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to service work when it comes to getting to know one another when it comes to community building all of that you can't no. have a worship service with Muslims, Jews, and Christians together. No. You can do all sorts of things, which would be terrific. You could go to school together. You could vote together. You could hang out on a Friday. You could eat in each other's homes. Worship Jesus, service? You can't do that. You're right. I mean, it's Jesus. So Jesus is not Allah, right? I mean, Jesus I'd is lo- not Buddha. Right. I would love for you to come to our worship service and see what it's like, but having a joint worship service, that's just, we're not... No, I can't imagine that working. Okay, so how could that work? An Episcopalian uh, pastor, Reverend Caroline Vogel, says, "Just because you leave organized religion doesn't mean the hunger to connect with the divine is going to cease." 
Well, of, yeah, course. of course, right, right. So th- there's a reason for this. They also, they also, they also get together and do yoga. Oh, okay. <laughs> I look. People want to get together. Listen, and experience I do yoga all the time. The majesty. I of do God. yoga all the time. I am not like disparaging yoga, but yoga is not worship. No, yoga is not church. Mm-mm. It's a great thing. You want to be flexible. You want to. You want to yeah. have have better control over your thought patterns and how your brain. I'm all in favor of that. Worship? No. No. Your mantra? No. Is not worship. No. Right. Your chakra? No. Or your chakra? Di- no. Two different it's things. Not, it's not. Chakra. I love. I loved her. Me too. Yeah. Man, I love her. Uh, it's always. I don't know. The one thing I've noticed uh, that is profoundly evident to me in my. I work in a church is how many people are regular churchgoers who consider coming to church a couple times a month regular or once a month regular. There just aren't a whole, there aren't nearly as many people who go to church every week now as there were before COVID. You've seen this? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, it's interesting because you're up front. Right. So you see faces. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, there you are, right? Yeah. Not that you're keeping score. No, no, I would never do that. That's not my intention, even a little bit. But it's just you see that people, it's just a different thing. Right. Someone said yesterday uh, at our church, they were were like, "I, I, I can't understand why there's no coffee. Now, for those of you who go to a big church, where coffee is readily available and it's such a, and you guys. Someone hand, approached you and said you, that. You hand, Where's the coffee? Yeah. You, <laughs> you handled, you know, at big churches, you guys Where's handle that so wonderfully. Yeah. At little churches, I said, there's nobody to do it. I just have to say, there's just nobody to do it. Right. Everybody who's here is doing something. Well, at our church, there's a Starbucks across the street. Yes, you can right, just and walk, grab a coffee. Right, go over right. there. What the heck? All right, we'll take a break. Uh, come back. Oh, the Shroud of Turin, talking about that next. 101.5 WORD. Maybe you read the story of Jesus' birth every year around this time, and that's good. But digging a little deeper, going behind the scenes, can revolutionize the way you celebrate Christ's birth. So join John MacArthur as he takes an in depth look at the Christmas story. It's part of his study titled The Birth of the King on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. Great news, Nick. Legacy boxes are still in stock. With Christmas just around the corner, there's still time to buy the best Christmas gift ever. Legacy box. That's right, Adam. Order today and Legacy box ships immediately. It'll arrive ready to wrap and place under the tree. Gather the family together this Christmas and collect all your old VHS and camcorder tapes, slides, pictures, and film reels. Then you can binge on the good old days. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your memories aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. Legacy Box helps you replay those great moments from the past, from Christmas morning to your wedding day. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. This Christmas is the time to digitize. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for exclusive holiday savings. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for last-minute shopping. 
LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eaton Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Canoli, Karen Sheard, and Jacqueline Carr, featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir. Along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat. One of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. I remember being about uh, 12 or 13 years of age when I, for the first time, read about the Shroud of Turin. I'm fascinated by it. I, I just think it's absolutely beautiful, the imagery. Okay, I didn't think it was fascinating at all you at didn't? first because I was sure it was faked. Really? But then when I read more about it, then it became really interesting. Well, you know, my belief in Christ does not hinge on the authenticity of the Shroud of Turin, right? It doesn't. But when you see it and look at the history of it, the beauty of it and the mystery of it, I just absolutely... I think I it's incredible. Me too. Well, I remember years ago talking to a friend of mine who is a strong believer in Christ about the Shroud of Turin and me saying what I just basically said, he scoffed. He dismissed it. it. Just like, how could you even believe you've been duped by this whole thing? Well, depending upon your faith, where your place is in this world, I mean, are there so many factors that drive you to belief in it or the hope of it mm-hmm. or not? We're happy to welcome back to the show Hugh Ross. Hugh's been a regular guest of our show over the years. He's an astrophysicist, an author, senior scholar, and founder of Reasons to Believe. It's an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. Here today to talk to us about the Shroud. Hugh, welcome back. Well, thank you. So, Hugh, the Shroud of Turin, um, give us a basic historical sketch of what we know of it and where it's come from. Well, it's a linen shroud, and it's got an image on it that uh, really looks like the image of someone who's been crucified to death. And uh, if you look at the details, it matches very well uh, what we would expect of the crucifixion of Jesus, in the sense that you see bloodstains around the head, which would be what you'd expect from a, th- uh, you know, a crown of thorns. Uh, there's uh, a hole through his uh, chest which is consistent with him being pierced with a spear. So it looks like somebody, if they were trying to fake it, got all the details right. 
And uh, the center of the controversy is the carbon-14 test. Uh, because of it's the Shroud of Jesus, you'd expect it to date to the first century A.D., and the carbon-14 test comes in uh, with the late 13th century A.D., which has caused people to think, well, maybe it was a very good forgery, because the 13th century A.D. is a century in Europe that was notorious uh, for you know, faked artifacts relating to Jesus. Although there have been people who pointed out, hey, uh, where they took the uh, the sample uh, for carbon-14 dating was the outer edge, and uh, that's the part of the shroud that was repaired afterwards. And so there's still controversy, and frankly, I don't think it's going to be settled until they do a second carbon-14 test. So, Hugh, the shroud first came into known being when? Uh, in the Middle Ages, and so, uh, but, you know, there's been tests doing saying, hey, uh, the cloth of the shroud is consistent with material that would have been manufactured in the first century. So uh, independent of carbon-14, there are tests indicating it might be first century. Um, and, you know, it's possible even if it's first century that it could still be a forgery in the sense that they may have used another uh, crucified individual uh, to make the shroud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems clear whether it's real or a fake, somebody was crucified to death in order to get the details that exquisitely accurate. Now, Hugh, I, I don't know uh, uh, I mean, greatly deeply like you know, but from what I've read, the shroud is not, is, there's not a blood stain on the shroud. It, there's something that is unexplained in some way. The flash of energy that imprinted itself on the shroud is what one of the big mysteries is, Yes. Well, there are blood stains on the shroud that are consistent with human blood, and there's also uh, fluids that are consistent uh, with the sweat of uh, human mm, okay. uh, human skin. But the main image, uh, it was not produced by the blood or by skin serums. There's some other explanation, and that explanation is a mystery. Exactly what caused the image is still uh, being uh, debated. So... No doubt this is controversial. Uh, I can't tell you whether it's a real or a fake. What I can tell you is that there are further experiments that I think could really shed light on it. And I liked what you said earlier in the opening. Uh, you know, Whether or not the shroud is uh, a legitimate really does nothing to significantly add to the evidence that Jesus of Nazareth uh, was raised bodily from the dead. The historical case for that is overwhelming. We don't need the shroud to strengthen that case. Dr. Hugh Ross is with us, senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe, which is an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. You can check out several books by Hugh that we'll talk about as the segment goes on. Um, Hugh, relics are a curious thing, especially to a a 21st century mind and a 21st century culture. Non-Catholic. Yeah. And I know you're not a historian, Hugh, uh, but maybe, you know, do your um, do your yeoman's work in in talking to the audience about the role of relics. And you mentioned that in the uh, 12th century, 13th century, that there were a lot of fakes going around. So talk about what that meant for people at that time. Well, we know at a minimum that about 16 tons of wood from the cross of Jesus uh, were sold in the Middle Ages, 
and clearly the cross of Jesus didn't weigh more than 16 tons. So it shows you that there was a big market for relics from Jesus, which led to an industry of people producing uh, fake relics. This is why the carbon-14 date coming into the 13th century has caused so many to say this was a very elaborate uh, forgery. Uh, but there's evidence that uh, portions of the shroud uh, date earlier than the 13th century. But there again, people in the 13th century could have been clever enough to only use uh, you know, cloth material that dates to the first century. So, And I think what's interesting, too, is that the image of the man crucified is about six feet tall. And uh, we are told in the book of Isaiah that there was nothing... Uh, particularly unusual about the personage of Jesus. You know, he wasn't, ex- you know, he wasn't a standout figure. Uh, he wasn't extraordinarily handsome. Uh, he was an ordinary uh, human in terms of his physical appearance. And what's significant about that is in the first century, the average height of a Roman soldier was five feet. And that was also typical of the people living in Israel. And so for this particular individual to be six feet tall, Uh, he would have stood more than a head above his peers. And it tells us in Isaiah that there was nothing extraordinary or unusual. So that's one piece of evidence that maybe this isn't uh, the real body of Jesus that's being imaged here. Interesting. All right, so you've made reference a couple of times then to the the radiocarbon dating, which apparently is from the outer side of the shroud itself, and it was put on after a fire on the shroud. So what are the uh, the chances that at some point, whether in the near or distant future, a piece on the inner part of the shroud would be surrendered for more uh, scientific study? Well, when the controversy arose after the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory submitted that small portion to carbon-14 date, the response of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory is, well, give us another sample and take it from the best spot in the shroud. And ideally, you'd like to take very tiny pieces from multiple parts of the shroud. That could be done without disturbing in any way uh, the quality or the integrity of the shroud. You don't have to take a big chunk out. You can just take very tiny microscopic pieces from different parts of the sample. But the people who own the shroud have basically said, no, we're not going to permit a second test. Well, without a second test, I don't think this controversy is ever going to be resolved. I see. So who who does own the shroud? Uh, There's a Catholic organization in Milan, Italy, that owns the shroud. And they're the ones that have said, no, we're not going to permit a second test. Hmm. And I think I know why, because the first test, they actually cut a chunk out of the shroud. And it's like, we don't want another obvious cut or hole in the shroud. But again, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory scientists have said, that's not necessary. We can take microscopic pieces from different parts of the shroud. If we get enough microscopic pieces, we can give... Uh, a quite secure carbon-14 date. Dr. Hugh Ross with us from Reasons to Believe. Check out Hugh's book, The Creator and the Cosmos. Also, you can look at why the universe is the way it is and Improbable Planet, among others. So, Hugh, occasionally this organization who has the shroud in in their possession, they have opened this this shroud up to public viewing, haven't they? They have. I mean, uh, in one sense, they're getting a lot of uh, public exposure as a result of the shroud. 
uh, which has caused people to jump proposal of Bohr eternity to say, maybe the people in Milan know this isn't a legitimate artifact of the body of Jesus, and therefore they don't want a second carbon-14 test, because uh, it would disturb their uh, livelihood. That's an accusation that's gone out. How true that is, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, so you, you do say livelihood. So in some ways, the shroud itself, uh, you're saying, has been monetized? I'm not saying it's been monetized, but it is giving a lot of public exposure uh, to the Catholic group there in Milan. I see. Okay, so when you look at the shroud, essentially what you're looking at is a negative image. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yes. So then when you see the positive image, I mean, to see that and to see what may be the purported face of Jesus, it's a beautiful image. Do Do you agree with that? I do agree with it. Uh, whether it's real or forgery, it's very, very well done. Mm-hmm. And then they got all the details that you'd, you'd anticipate. I mean, for example, uh, usually the crucified Christ is shown with nails through the palm of the hand. These people had it through the wrist. And uh, it's well known that you can't hang a body uh, from nails through the palm, but you can through the wrist. So they got that detail accurate. Mm. And also in reading about the shroud, what what I found was particularly interesting to me is that the pollen from the area where Jesus was crucified, there is pollen and other microorganisms that are embedded within the shroud, yes? That's all true. I mean, uh, even if we're concluding it's a 13th century forgery, the forgers went to the detail of getting cloth material from the right region, dating at the right time. So all those things make me make me go, really? I mean, you would imagine a forger is no matter how brilliant they are, would miss minor details like that. But, you know, I did not know, Hugh, what you just said about, you know, the six the foot Jesus yeah. is to me very telling. Either. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, because uh, that's very clear in the image. Yes. Uh, that the... Uh, person who's being imaged there weighed about 155 pounds and was six feet tall. Okay. So then, Hugh, uh, as an expert, as someone in the scientific field, but not especially an expert on the shroud, you're saying you don't know, and of course, it doesn't really matter. I don't know, and it doesn't really matter, yes. Very good. All right. That's Dr. Hugh Ross. We're going to take a break. Hugh's going to come back and talk about the major scientific breakthrough that the that the U.S. Department of Energy announced yesterday, a major milestone in nuclear fusion research. We'll talk about it next with Dr. Ross. Stay with us on The Ride Home. Do you remember your college years? A lot of great things can happen. And if you were so inclined, a lot of not so great things can happen. Well, at Grove City College, they know this, that you were made with a purpose because your college years are pivotal. And the time to discover and cultivate your God-given calling, it's there. And you know, and so do we, that God made you in his image with a purpose for your life. And at Grove City College, you'll find an unwavering commitment to your freedom of conscience, empowering you to know the truth of who God is and his purpose for your life. I got to be honest, college was a hard time for me. I mean, it was really challenging academically. It was also really challenging socially. And so to kind of have a solid perspective that's given to you by the faculty that there's a purpose for this, that God has a purpose, not just for what you're learning in the classroom, but with your roommate or with your boy or girlfriend or whoever, it, it, what you're going through, the changes with your siblings or your parents, that there's a purpose for that. Yes. 
I don't know. I feel like that could change everything for someone who's of a college age. Without a doubt. In your academics, your social life, in all things, you were made with a purpose. If you're looking, your child looking for the next four years, we suggest you look at Grove City College online at gcc.edu. The power of purpose, Grove City College. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here from... A new beginning. You know, we're excited about our partnership with a oneplace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline without Wi-Fi with the OnePlace app. Now more than ever, don't you think we need to get God's Word into our lives? So let His Word fill you with hope in your office, in your home, or in your car, or wherever you are at oneplace.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Tonight, becoming partly cloudy with a low 24. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high 41. Tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy with a low 24. Wednesday, some sun. Then turning cloudy with a high of 40. And Thursday, cloudy and breezy with rain showers and a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Hugh Ross is back with us. Reasons to Believe is his ministry. Founder and director It's an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. And Hugh, we're excited you're with us today because when I woke up this morning and I read the news, holy smokes. I mean, I got super excited about this major news about an energy breakthrough. Yes, it's about nuclear fusion, the energy reaction that operates inside the sun where the sun fuses hydrogen into helium, and uh, about 0.07% of the mass gets converted into energy. And so physicists literally for 60, 70 years now have been on a quest to try to find some way to make a nuclear fusion reactor, because if that were the case, we'd have limitless power. And uh, today they announced that they finally found a way to get more energy out than the energy they put in to get the fusion reaction to work. It's not the first time that's happened, but the previous attempts, they only got a little less than 1% more energy than what they put in. Today's announcement, 19%. So that is a breakthrough. So, Hugh, what does that mean in a practical sense? Well, in a practical sense, we got a long ways to go. 
because uh, they got 19% more energy than what they put in because they were using lasers to try to get the uh, deuterium and tritium uh, close enough together that they could get the fusion reaction to work. Okay. And uh, they did get 19% more, uh, but it's, it's uh, an impulse, and so they can do this about once a day. And the energy they got out was enough to heat a kettle uh, of water for a cup of tea. So we're not talking a lot of energy. And to make a nuclear power plant, you need to be able to uh, get these lasers to pulse together uh, to generate this extra energy. You need that to happen at least 10 times per second, if not 100 times per second, as compared to just once a day. So uh, we're a long ways, and the other thing that makes me skeptical is that the sun uh, fuses hydrogen into helium. What we're seeing here is the fusion of deuterium and tritium, uh, and uh, that's much easier to control with lasers, uh, but the energy you get out is way below what you get from hydrogen to helium, and moreover, you're dealing with tritium. Uh, which is an extremely radioactive element. So uh, it's not safe to handle. Uh, so the challenge is how can we make nuclear fusion work where it's safe, uh, where we can scale it up, and where it's cheap? Uh, so far, it's not cheap and it's not safe. Uh, so those issues. But other than that, Hugh. <laughs> other than that, well, you know what's, what's interesting is I wrote an article uh, two weeks ago, it got posted this morning. And so the very morning in which this breakthrough announcement was made is when my article goes up. And that article, I'm basically arguing that we have spent billions of dollars over the past 60 years on controlled nuclear fusion when we could have spent a tiny fraction of that money and we would have thorium nuclear reactors. Thorium nuclear reactors have the potential to generate energy for less than what we get from hydroelectric, which is now the cheapest form of electricity on the planet. It's a proven technology. There's no scientific breakthroughs that need to be done. All we need to do is scale it up. And it's not like uranium fission reactors. It's impossible to make nuclear weapons out of it. It's impossible to have a meltdown. Uh, You get 300 times as much energy as you do from nuclear fission. So I've been a big fan of thorium fission reactors because it's a whole lot cheaper than nuclear fusion. There aren't any technological obstacles that we face, and it potentially can be scaled up to produce 100% of the world's energy for less money per kilowatt hour than what you get from hydroelectric power. It would be the cheapest form of energy on the planet, and it would be near limitless in its capacity to produce energy, and there would be no greenhouse gases. Hugh Ross is with us. Reasons to believe. Why do you think that hasn't been pursued, the thorium fission reactor? We had thorium nuclear reactors in the early 1960s. Uh, There was one in Tennessee and one in the Hudson River. We never bothered to scale it up because it was impossible to make nuclear weapons out of it. That was considered a disadvantage in the 1960s. Mm. Today, that's considered an advantage. That means we could uh, sell 
thorium nuclear reactors to all the nations of the world without any worry that they're going to use those reactors to make nuclear weapons and without any worry that there ever could be a meltdown or that there could be nuclear power reactors subjected to unsafe levels of radiation. So the advantages uh, that we, uh, uh, disadvantages we saw in the 1960s have now been transformed into advantages. I think it's the way to go. And the amazing thing is we live on a rocky body that's got 630 times as much thorium in its crust than what we'd expect for any other rocky body in our Milky Way galaxy. Planet Earth is a thorium champion of the universe. I don't think that's an accident. Interesting. So, Hugh, then we started the conversation talking about fusion energy breakthrough. So the idea of clean, safe, and affordable energy is the goal for the 21st century. You're saying whether it's fusion or thorium, we're on the precipice that somewhere within the next X number of years, this may be a reality which would take away oil, solar, and energy. It'll change the surface of the earth. Well, I think that could be the case in 40 or 50 years for uh, uh, you know, fusion reactors. It could be 10 years if we go with thorium, and it'd be a whole lot less money of investment if we go with thorium. So I'm excited about this breakthrough for nuclear fusion, but as a physicist, I'm well aware there's a long ways to go before this ever becomes a practical uh, energy reactor. And as I've read all the news releases, I don't know of a single physicist that would disagree with that. Dr. Hugh Ross is the author of The Creator in the Cosmos, Improbable Planet, Why the Universe is the Way It Is, among many others. You can find information about Dr. Hugh Ross at the Reasons to Believe website. What is that website, Hugh? Reasons.org. If they go to Reasons.org, today's article will pop right up. It only takes you about three minutes to read it. That's Reasons.org. Thank you, Hugh. Merry Christmas to you, Hugh. Well, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks. 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Spiritual attack may happen anytime, anyplace, to anyone. Pastor Greg Laurie says better prepare now for what you may face then. This week on A New Beginning, he offers practical insight on strengthening our spiritual resolve. Drawn from the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Join us this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop. The threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief.
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. That hailstorm really did some damage to the house, honey. I know, and so close to Christmas. What are we going to do? Well, you know, our neighbor Eric said Bachman's Roofing helped him with his insurance claim and walked him through each step of the process. Maybe we should call them, too. Eric's wife did say Bachman's are local storm experts. Can we ask them about saving with solar roofing? I think that's a great idea. Call Bachman's Roofing and Solar at 412-744-8390 or go to pittsburgh.bachmansroofing.com. Your love isn't confined to an Advent calendar. It doesn't stop when the Christmas lights come down. When you donate to the Salvation Army's Red Kennel campaign, your love lasts all year long. It puts a present under someone's tree today and a roof over someone's head tomorrow. It brightens Christmas mornings and the hardest nights for hardworking families. Together, we love beyond Christmas. Support local families with a donation today at SalvationArmyWPA.org slash lovebeyond. We didn't mean to do this, but this is true. There's been a lot written about these new technologies. We just talked to Hugh Ross about the, the fusion um, explosion that we're going to hear about tomorrow from the Department of Energy and how that may or may not impact us short and long-term energy needs around the world. So I saw a piece in The Atlantic, and they're talking about being on the precipice, the dawn of new innovations. And, of course, you know, uh, you and your reading may see these as well. I think they're interesting because, you know, the world's always changing, always morphing into something despite our fallenness as sinful people. Mm-hmm. Scientific, scientific advances are just incredible in taking us to unforeseen places. Now, how about the idea of AI? Now, you can put what I know about AI in a thimble and have room left over. But when you look at AI, what, what happened over the weekend? Um, the AI imagery, our friend Sherry Lynn, have you seen this? I haven't seen it. Oh, well, you know, you can, they can, there's new uh, AI media imagery where you upload a photo of yourself and they will show the AI creating imagery of you in all different and new aspects. Okay. That's disturbing, huh? Well, the generative AI eruption, a new dawn in how we build the world. Of course, there's talking about this. This has been you know, like the Frankenstein thing, the fusion of the physical and the scientific world into a new mode of beyond human being. Mm-hmm. Sure. Scary. Yeah. But they're saying the ability is essentially here. What people will look like in 2100 will be starkly different than what they look like now. Yeah, because we're all going to have bad posture because we've been looking at our phones and computers nonstop. And well, we're going to have things in our brains. Right. Remember the uh, the mock of the the mock up of the human. Yes. That what evolutionarily is happening with our bodies because of COVID, not because of the disease of COVID, but because of the COVID era, which has caused us to be even more attenuated to screens, even more reliant on phones, even more obsessed with video. Anyway, the the human, 
that is evolving is not particularly attractive. Well, I don't know. I mean, made in the image of God. Once we start stirring the pot with made in the image of God, what will that look like? Well, I mean, we, but we've been doing that. Look at plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about this? Uh, a breakthrough. The power to reverse death, kind of. Right? Organs revived in dead pigs. Right? Where you see wow. hearts, lungs, okay. livers, spleens. Now it will be like a boutique of human organs that you can purchase. This is going to be a reality. Is it going to be a reality? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure things, look, the horrors of Planned Parenthood and harvesting babies for scientific research, a lot of that work hinges on these new medical breakthroughs. There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that. So organs revived in dead pigs, that comes from the strain of aborted babies. We'll see that more and more. The power to synthesize life. We talked about this last week with a guest on our show about 30-year-old frozen embryos. Yes, right. Right? Yeah, someone from the the Human Embryo Donation Center Thank was you. with us. And uh, he, was, he was sharing that they have placed almost 2,000 uh, frozen embryos uh, with uh, interested adoptive parents who have then uh, gestated the embryos and then given birth to almost 2000 babies that have been that who's the, that started out in a frozen embryonic state for decades frozen. for decades and this is a christian organization yeah okay so how about the power to synthesize life kind of mouse embryos born without sperms yeah, or yeah. sperm or egg that's kind of weird that, that's that's happening as well uh, apparently now we've just been through this and we are in the midst of this that the vaccine calvary is coming yeah say what the you cavalry. will yeah. right decades from now historians may regard the 2020s as a golden age of vaccine breakthroughs the mrna vaccines the blunted morality of covid are just going to be used for a, a lot of different things malaria multiple sclerosis you name it it, Thank you. Right? That, w- it, that would be so wonderful if that was the case. Mm-hmm. But we have a fundamental problem. It's not just a scientific issue, but that's a uh, problem of persuasion because we're talking about potential vaccines for those very serious illnesses. And we have a measles outbreak right now in Ohio. Right. 65 kids that have it. You know, Because si- 61 of whom are unvaccinated. Right. How about the snapshot of the beginning of time? We've seen this with the James Webb Telescope. Telescope. We're going back further and further and further to the Big Bang. I mean, people are saying soon we're going to see the first breath of of the creation of the universe. How fabulous is that, right? All these scientific discoveries, unheard of advances in fighting cancer. Look, we have Tim Keller with us almost on a monthly basis. The miracle of Tim Keller and the death sentence of pancreatic cancer, and he continues to thrive. Yes. Not saying that that could not turn on a dime, but you know this. Cancer treatments of old have, they're going to be replaced. People are going to fight cancer and live through cancer that would have been a fatality. Now things are going to change with that. Yeah. Wonderful things. The obesity therapy surge, weight loss medication that actually works. Okay. Again, this is this is another one of those instances where a physiological scientific breakthrough 
also cannot exist on its own. It has to be reliant on an environment of change. So, you know, if if there are vaccine improvements, that would be terrific. But if we don't have a community of people that's willing to take them, it doesn't matter. If you can take a pill to lose weight, that's one thing. But I guarantee you there are going to be drawbacks to that if you also don't learn how to exercise and eat less. Mm. There's just no way. Right. It's not like we can subvert physics here. Like We're we're all going to be Wally, right? Again, I never saw that movie. That's oh, a great movie. I know, so I hear it is. You need little kids or grandkids around your house for that. Anyway, we'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, how's your gift shopping for Christmas going? Uh, I, I feel 60% about 60. it. 60? But the Washington Post has a gift guide that has some really nice things on it. We'll talk about it next. Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Canoli, Karen Sheard, and Jacqueline Carr, featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir, along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th, at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. I've been holiday shopping at Kohl's, and I've got to admit, their deals are some of the best I've seen. I've been earning Kohl's cash every day while saving an extra 25% on top of 50% off cute PJs and 40% off comfy slippers. Plus, I just got 30% off super soft Kulabura by Ugg bedding. With more gifts and more savings at Kohl's, the holidays just got so much cozier. Select styles. Offers end December 18th. Kulabura by Ugg. Coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's.com for details. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel. The greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest. Always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at SecklerLawFirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It's the time of year when all sorts of publications are coming out with their gift guides. And uh, so we saw the one in the Washington Post today, and there are all sorts of fun things on it. Um, 
Can I share a couple? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, help, you might help, not help think they're fun. Bit. Okay, so it's divided into categories. Like there's a food category, there's a home category, tech, pets. That's all I remember off the top yeah. of my head. So um, I'll start out in the tech category. Um, so here is uh, an anchor uh, power core. For $99, it's a portable battery that doubles as a high-speed charger for your smartphone, mm-hmm. your tablet, yeah, your cool. laptop. Um, but it has a lot of ports in it, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice. So you almost – that could be your only charger. How big is it? Yeah. doesn't say. I can't really tell from the picture. Yeah. But um, I like the looks of $99. Do you have a port, like a, a backup port? I Well, I have a backup one that I travel with, like yeah. a battery, yeah. Very nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super handy. Yeah, but what, since I haven't been flying or going to foreign countries, I haven't used it. Oh, sometimes much. I use it in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> I haven't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay, uh, Sono speakers are super cool. I have a JBL, which I love. Yeah, I, lo- I have a JBL, which I also love. Um, uh, the Sonos Rome uh, is a Bluetooth speaker, yeah. which is a lot like the JBL that you and I both have. Um, and that's a ton of fun. There's great. I mean, there's, here's the problem. We've sort of grown accustomed to less than sound quality. And we should not be satisfied with that. But, but it, you know, you give a lot up you for do, your phone and your portability. Because you used to hearing things come out of your phone. Right. What If you would just get a nice portable speaker, then it would change how you hear music. Yeah. And, I mean, it, just, it really would. Uh, okay, so a Sonos speaker, what's that called? You have a sound bar on your TV? Uh, we do, yeah. You sure do. Yeah, I are, have a Sonos sound bar. In those fact. are good. Very helpful. Yeah, I like those a lot. Um, the Roam for Sonos is 179 Uh My Sonos speaker for my TV, I don't remember. How the much sound was bar? that? I don't know. Do you remember how much that was? It was a gift. I don't know. You can spend a lot or a little. I mean, yeah. like anything, right? I can't you know? remember how much. I mean, was. probably average price two to three hundred. Yeah, bucks, probably somewhere in that ballpark. But very much worth it. Um, okay, how about we move uh, to food? Oh yeah, give me something um, to eat. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Well, I'm sorry. A that fruit I cakes have to or a fruit back. cake on there? There's no fruit cake because fruit cake is disgusting. I like a fruit cake. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It looks so terrible. Okay, there's this cool thing on here: cranberry orange caramels. Mm. I'll take that. From Lagustas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love this. 22, bu- 22 bucks. It's a little box of nine of them. Nine caramels for they're, 22 they're, bucks. They're vegan and ethically oh. made. <laughs> Listen, I love the idea of cranberry orange caramels. Yeah, Doesn't that, that sound great. delicious? Yeah. But nine of them? I'm just saying. 22 bucks. Coon Recon has a uh, a vegetable peeler. Now, I have I have four vegetable peelers. Mm-hmm. Because I like to get other people in on the Come action. Come on, it's a good group activity. It is, and right? it, it can Many be a real, hands make light work. It can be a real pain to do it yourself. Anyway, this one is only seven bucks. Okay, um, but it they say it's incredibly sharp, durable, and it comes with a little brush to clean it. Mm, Bluetooth enabled. Coon Recon, um, a ricotta candle. What? Mm-hmm. Like made out of ricotta? Yeah. Or smells like ricotta. It smells like ricotta. I don't think I'm that I don't sure. I really don't think that's an advance. Yeah, they have like a cottage cheese mm-hmm. candle. That, that would that would be sour Same cream kind of candle right, it just exactly, kind of collapses. Right, yeah. uh, Burlap and Barrel is a spice company that I have uh, been ordering from for maybe the last year. This is why I like Burlap and Barrel. Okay. Because they're single origin spices, which means that they're buying, you know, if there's a spice mix, it's from one place. Sure. Um but they're all fair trade. And when you buy spices, 
and or you know if you travel to a third world country you often see a lot of extremely poor people mm-hmm. who are working to produce the spices that we might buy right. here in the United States and it really it's really upsetting to see and so i love that burlap and barrel does fair not trade. do that they only do fair trade spices so they're not going to have all the spices like they you can't go to them and get oh my garlic salt and all spice right. and nutmeg so but and they have different spices at different times of year based on what they can source but Everything from them is delicious and much more potent than I have found from spices from other places. You'll pay more. You will pay but more. But it's fair trade. Yes. So people can make a living. Yeah. So I feel Excellent. good about that. Yep. So check out Burlap and Barrel. They also have a mm-hmm. spice club. You can pay for it annually. It's expensive. I, I haven't done this. It's $180, but you can buy it as a gift. And people can get, you know, if you want to get this for your mom. Spice in the or, month club. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get a spice throughout the whole year. Cool. And it's a nice thing. And you're going to end up getting spices that I guarantee you, you've never had before. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever done fun. the, um, you know, at your, at your church where you can buy a goat yeah, right. yeah, yeah, sure. We, Which is super cool. I usually get a goat every year from my husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, obviously not for me. It's either compassion but or for someone world else. vision or something yeah. like that does that. Yeah, yeah I really like that. Um, whole food cooking every day. Transform the way you eat with 250 vegetarian recipes free of gluten, dairy. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. Now, if this is you and you want to look at this book by Amy Chaplin, go for it. I just had to bring it up because I'm not sure what's in the recipes. Mm. Probably tastes like those cookies you made. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still stuck in those caramels. Eight for 22. Now, going back to the cookies I made, see, I should have just brought them in. Those fair trade not told you about them they are fair trade (laughs) the pf candle company um they have an all-time favorite three-pack gift set and i have never had a pf candle but i've heard so no i've heard so many things so many good things about a pf candle let me also recommend nest candles again you're going to pay more it's a new york-based company Uh but i have never found candles that i like the smell of more than nest oh you gave me a candle and i used it did you like Uh, it very much so it's from nest excellent hey nice and nice plug we we get nothing from them no i got nothing the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group this is albert mo Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.